On the field, inside the clubhouse, and everything in between, this is Brewers Weekly. Here's Dominic Catronio. Oh, just the day before the World Series. Nothing big's going to happen in Brewers land today, right? It's just another Thursday in October. Getting ready for Halloween. Surprise! An absolute stunner this morning. David Stearns stepping down as president of baseball operations of the Milwaukee Brewers. He will be moving into an advisory role. The Brewers announcing this morning with a press conference. And thus, Matt Arnold now rises from general manager to president of baseball operations. He is now calling the shots as things move toward 2023. We have comments, we have quotes, we have reaction, and we have your reaction as well. I'm Dominic Petronio. Wow, what a week. Uh, What a day as, you know, you make moves like this, you know, you hear about manager hirings, GM hirings, you know, that kind of stuff in the pauses between games, right? Because if you, you don't make your story the story heading into the World Series. Like on if this was released, say, tomorrow, right? You're not going to do this on the same day of a World Series game. So yeah, I thought, okay, well, you know, the White Sox doesn't look like they're going to hire their manager yet. The Marlins announced in Skip Schumacher yesterday in a game that the World Series is not being played. But I thought the last thing that was going to happen was the Brewers making this move, and specifically David Stearns making this move. Now, we have a lot of audio to play from him as well. Uh, we're going to hear from you as well. 855-616-1620 is the talk and text line. Again, 855-616-1620. You can also tweet me at Dom, D-O-M, underscore C-O-T-R-O-N-E-O, Dom underscore Cotton. I should pop up, so Catronio. But I do want to play this clip from early in the press conference today. David Stern's explaining that he wants to exhale. He wants to have a moment to kind of maybe in a way recharge the batteries. That's putting my words into his mouth. But he's trying to find a way to balance what this job requires and what he wants to do with his life moving forward. Take a listen to what David Stearns had to say earlier today. This is a job that requires complete and total commitment. It's not only requires total commitment in the present, it requires total commitment in the future. When I began to hesitate about whether I could make that commitment, I knew it was really time to contemplate a change. Working in this game is, is an incredible privilege. It has been for me. Um, I think most of us pursue this line of work because of an innate passion and love we have of baseball. Um, baseball is a big part of me. I suspect it's always going to be a big part of me. I also recognize there are other parts of life. And at this point, I'm looking forward to gaining some time that I haven't really had before. I'm looking forward to taking a deep breath. I'm looking forward to spending time with my family, looking forward to spending time with friends. And I'm looking forward to pursuing some other interests. I'm also not going anywhere. I'm going to be here in Milwaukee. I'm committed to serving Mark and Matt in an advisory capacity as the organization works through this transition. That last little sentence really jumps out to me. 
I'm staying in Milwaukee. I am moving to an advisory role. This is David's idea. This is what David wanted to do. And as we'll get into Mark Adanasio's comments, we'll get into Matt Arnold's comments a little bit later on here in the show. But this was David's call. We can react to it. We can process it. But this is day one of the Matt Arnold era, officially, in uh, Brewer's you know, franchise history. You know, for a long time, it's in Stearns we trust. Maybe, maybe we start bringing the Hey Arnold memes. Maybe I'm dating myself by saying Hey Arnold memes. I think a lot of the older listeners are being like, are you serious? You're really calling out the football head right now? But it's Matt Arnold's ship now. We're going to talk about Matt. We're going to talk more reaction to this, and I want to hear from you. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. You can text us. You can call us. You can tweet me. Plenty more to come here on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. There's a World Series game tomorrow, and the Brewers decided, nope, we're talking about the Brewers today. Wow. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Weekly. In case you missed it earlier today, the Brewers announcing David Stearns stepping down from his post as Director of Baseball Operations. Matt Arnold will assume that role, elevating from general manager, and David Stearns will move into an advisory position. Stearns was hired in 2015. He's been an architect of a lot of the success you're enjoying right now. And yes, the Brewers missed the postseason last year, but it was a run of four consecutive years in the postseason. But when you look at the full body of work, I'm not trying to pull anything away from David. He had a heck of a tenure in charge. Just one series win. Just one in the postseason. And I know David's frustrated about that. I know the Brewers are frustrated about that. And he was asked earlier about, you know, what what was his maybe highest point in this tenure? He says, you know, I haven't felt the winning a World Series, but winning game 163 in 2018 was pretty gosh darn close to it. So I loved that moment from the press conference too. But also, David did address the fans directly. He went through a long list of thank yous right at the beginning of the press conference, and he thanked the fans at the very end of it. Take a listen. And finally, um, to the fans, from... The moment I showed up here, um, you made me feel welcome and you made this feel like home. Your support, your passion for our team is what makes this all possible. It's what makes this all enjoyable. Um, You deserve a World Series and I believe you will get one. I love that. You deserve a World Series and I believe you will get one. Yes, he couldn't hand it to the Brewers, but he has put them in a position to succeed moving forward with Matt Arnold. More quotes from Mark Adonacio a little bit. I want to get to some of these texts rolling in right now. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Mike in Colorado, not surprised at all by Stearns opting to step down. That's in air quotes, by the way. I've been half expecting it to happen. This substandard year had been extremely challenging and draining. The trade deadline debacle put the Brewers in a terrible place organizationally and in the eyes of fans. Mark Adonacio took a big PR hit and kind of threw Stearns under the bus, which probably added some salt to the wounds. Now, where does Craig Council fit in with all this? His contract was tied in with Stearns. Will Mark Adonacio extend him or lame duck him? Guess we'll see and stay tuned from Mike. So I do want to touch on the contract portion of this. 
We've heard about the rumors for years on end that the Mets and David Stearns have been connected for all these years. He grew up in Manhattan. He grew up a Mets fan. You've heard the stories by now. Let me just lay this out as easily as possible. He is still under team control for one more year. Think of it like a player, right? If you are going to acquire, if the Mets are going to acquire a David Stearns, they would need permission from the Brewers to even talk to him, right? And furthermore, there could be compensation. You know, you can send a minor leaguer to acquire a manager or a general manager. That's something that has happened in the past where you can make a trade in order to acquire somebody in the front office or a manager. That is certainly something if it's a lateral move. Don't know if that's going to happen in this case, but to be clear, David Stearns is under contract for one more season. There is no extension. Mark Adonacio hinted when his availability to the media today that they had tried to get an extension, but never came to terms. When it comes to the Mets, their owner, Steve Cohen, came out today and said, Billy Epler, their current general manager, is running the ship. We are sticking with Billy. Just getting out in front of it for this year. Who knows what's going to happen when David Stearns becomes a free agent. Think of it like Carlos Correa. Think of it like you know a Mookie Betts hitting free agency. Think of it as a top talented player, a young front office player, heading into free agency after a year. It depends. It remains to be seen if the Rose will keep him in this advisory role or even if David wants to remain in this advisory role. So I just want to make that clear. He is still under contract for one more year. He is going to be around the front office. How much? We don't know. But he is officially now in an advisory role. Another text coming in. If you want to join in, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Tell me your name, where you're from. We'll get you on here on the show. This texture says, I think it's great news. I love Stearns, but wasn't long for the job. And Arnold is good. Hopefully, he'll be looking to make a splash in the first offseason at the top. And there was a great quote from Mark Adonacio and his availability with the media saying, this is like a pilot and a co-pilot situation. When the pilot steps away, the co-pilot takes over on the plane. Now, we are just handing the co-pilot the pilot title. That's what David Stearns and Matt Arnold have been for the last seven years. They are neck and neck. They are right-hand men. They have been together every step of the way. So, and I've talked to Matt Arnold a lot in this last year, and he's certainly way more deserving to have this job. And even David Stearns made it clear that Matt has stayed here and stayed loyal to us. He has been far more deserving of other general manager baseball operations jobs that wanted him, and he said, no, no, I'm staying. No, no, I'm staying. And here he is, rewarded for that loyalty to be the man in charge, taking care of the Brewers moving forward. When you look at what Matt Arnold has done in his career, and he mentioned this, that he has worked for 10 different general managers. He has worked for successful general managers like David Stearns, like Andrew Friedman when they were together in the Tampa Bay Rays. He's worked for the Rangers. He's worked for the Reds. He has seen everything. He's been a scout. This is a perfect internal hire to roll into the new role. He is a big piece to thank for player development. He's a big piece to thank for amateur scouting. That's the kind of stuff that the general manager oversees while the president of baseball operations 
looks more at the big league level. So Matt Arnold has done a terrific job. Him and Tom Flanagan have really, really improved the farm system to where it is right now for the Brewers to not only use it as trade leverage, but to also acquire from within, if you will, as in promoting players and having a healthy farm system while you have a healthy big league roster that is contending every single year. Now, to Mike's text, to the under end of it, how does Craig Council fit in all this? I mean, Craig Council and Matt Arnold have a great relationship. This is not one of those things where Matt's going to want to hit his guy in if it's an outside hire. No, I don't see this impacting Craig Council's relationship at all. Matt Arnold's down there during batting practice very frequently. They have a relationship. I'm not worried about that in the slightest. Uh, another texter, though, John in West Dallas saying, will they offer Craig the general manager job? Uh, maybe one day. Maybe he'll be an advisor for someday. But uh, I think he has still got his juices flowing as far as being the manager of his hometown team, Milwaukee Brewers. Another texture, just trade him to the Mets for a single-A player, as in David Stearns. And if there is a trade, that's what it would look like. I do want to add one more mystery team into this. It isn't really that much of a mystery team. Don't forget the Houston Astros. David Stearns came from the Astros. He is part of the amazing tree of minds that come from Jeff Luno. And yes, Jeff Luno with the trash cans and you know the sign-stealing scandal, I understand people's animosity toward him. He is a smart dude. He is a sharp guy. And you just look at David Stearns becoming a general manager. Now the news that Azo Campo, who is now the assistant general manager of the Miami Marlins, he's also in this tree that David Stearns was there. I tweeted a photo earlier of showing all three of them in a photo. Like, man, those are some great baseball minds. The Astros' current general manager is James Click. James Click does not have a contract for 2023. Keep that in mind moving forward in the next season or even the year after that. The Astros, even if they win the World Series, may have a vacancy at the top spot of baseball operations, including a top spot in their manager because Dusty Baker is also not under contract. Don't lose sight of the fact that the Astros are also a team that would love to have David Stearns come back to Houston. I know everyone wants to say the Mets, but Billy Epler's under contract. He signed a four-year deal. So he's got one more year. Or he's only got one year down. They would have to create a new position for David Stearns because Epler is a general manager, and then that would make Stearns maybe a president of baseball operations. So keep that in mind moving forward. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. More of your reaction, more of your tweets. Also, a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk to the former brewer, the knuckleballer, Steve Sparks, talking about the Astros and talking about the World Series that begins tomorrow on Fox. That'll be at 7.03 Central Time. Uh, you could catch the radio call over on ESPN Milwaukee. So it is a fun, fun time to be a baseball fan. It's just a weird day to be a Brewers fan. So we got a lot more to come on Brewers Weekly. Don't go anywhere in your home with the Brewers, WTMJ. Back with more Brewers Weekly after this. Rolling along on the show, I'm Dominic Catronio. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday night on World Series Eve. The Brewers making headlines as David Stern stepping down from his president of baseball operations role will now be an advisor to the front office. Uh, similar to a role I imagine that Doug Melvin is currently in, you know, can be a counsel, can still get a paycheck from the Brewers, that kind of thing. But it, it's not a day-to-day grind, as we played the clip earlier, just talking about the commitment that's needed to be a modern general manager, right? To be a president of baseball operations in 2022, 2023. It's a full-time, and not just full-time, you know, 40 hours a week. No, this is 
22 hours a day type stuff. I mean, it is absolutely bonkers, the type of work and the type of analysis that these guys have to do. If you want to participate, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. I want to get to some of the comments as well about you know looking ahead and why Stearns made this decision when he did. There was a common theme in all of this. There was a common word that kept popping up from David, and that word was exhale. And here's what he had to say about that. I love baseball. Um, baseball has been an enormous part of my life, um, and I anticipate it will continue to be an enormous part of my life. Um, in what capacity, I think, remains to be seen. I think that could be every, anywhere from being a, a fan and a really passionate fan um, to one day working again in, in a senior leadership position. Um, I'm not really going to close any doors, um, but, but I know this is the right time to, um, to exhale a little bit. He, he said exhale multiple times in this podcast or in this, in this press conference, I should say. And just talking about the fact that he feels the health of the organization will not take a hit at all if he stepped aside. And I think that's true. And Matt Arnold believes that's true. As we said earlier, he's his right-hand man. He's been there for a long, long, long time. And he has been through baseball just like David Stearns has been. I mean, when David Stearns was hired, he was the youngest general manager in all of baseball. You know, to be the, the guy calling the shots, if you will. At the time, he was the youngest general manager in baseball. Now, the record, of course, John Daniels years ago with the Rangers. But this is one of those times that for David Stearns, 38, it, it caught up a bit. You know, he wanted to find a way to find him. Maybe, maybe he wanted to keep, make sure that he gave respect to the organization that put him in charge, that sick of dealing all these rumors every year about him going to the Mets and trying to find an extension for him. If he knew his heart wasn't in it, kudos for him to saying to Mark Adonacio, making the tough call and saying, you know what? I don't know if it, it, it sounds weird, but if you're familiar with the Magic Johnson situation and it's not meant to be taken in the negative context, right? When, when Magic Johnson, you know, stepped down as president of the Lakers because of all the tweets and trying to do a little too much, talking to players and that was tampering, and didn't know the rules, you know, and the question was like, well, did you know? He's like, well, I didn't want to answer anything because I didn't, I knew I wasn't going to be here. Well, Stearns knew he wasn't going to be here. He took an opportunity here before the season, the off season, I should say, officially begins. Hands the reins over to Matt Arnold, who has been watching him for the last couple of months and the last few years, for that matter. They have been preparing for this moment for the last few months because this didn't just pop up out of nowhere. I think the Brewers are not going to suffer from it. Talking about Mark Adonacio's quotes here as well, that one thing that popped up as we you know continually say, oh, maybe he's going to the Astros, maybe he's going to the Mets now. One thing that popped up, there is, according to David Stearns, a plan in place that if a team wants to come and talk to him and still trying to make him their general manager, that there's currently a plan in place. Whereas, according to Adam McAlvey's Twitter, Mark Adonacio, on the transition, or excuse me, Mark Cananasio, on whether he would give permission for another team to interview Stearns, he answered that he did not want to discuss hypotheticals, adding that the arrangement does not anticipate that. So that tells me sending out a flare to the rest of the league saying, no, 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 he's not available. He's going to be an advisor for a year, and then he's going to be available, depending on if they extend him or not. I, I, I still feel that. Stearns will be back in a front office one day in a top-of-the-line role. 
maybe he just wanted to give the chance to give it to Matt Arnold as opposed to having to deal with his lame duck season where you don't know what he's going to do, don't know what's going to happen next. Going into an advisory role, not even just sliding into like a, a senior, you know, into a senior VP or something like that. No, he's just going to be an advisor. So I think that's a classy way to do it. We'll see what happens next. Matt Arnold is more than capable of running day-to-day baseball operations. A text from Doug coming in here, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Do you think the Josh Hader trade had anything to do with Stern stepping down? It seems like it to me. You think it really affected him? Stearns was asked this uh, in the press conference saying, you know, I don't think so. This had already popped on my mind before that trade was made, which you can make of that what you will, saying, oh, he traded him because he knew he was going to be gone. No, I I think David Stearns was in the right headspace thinking this will improve the team in the future. And again, I am still convinced that they were trying to make other deals that didn't happen. And you only remember the deals that get made. Nobody writes about the deals that don't get made. So the Brewers end up looking a lot worse than they did, and especially stinks that the guys didn't perform, slash they DFA'd one of the guys. So it's all on Robert Gasser and Esther Ruiz now at this point. They're the only two remaining in the organization from that five-player deal, four coming to the Brewers, one going to the Padres. But I don't think it had anything to do with it, but I think the war of words after the fact between Mark Adonacio and himself certainly didn't help keeping him around. So maybe... But I don't think so. I don't think this is the ultimate reason why he is leaving the Brewers. You know, we've talked about cost cutting and crying poor a lot in mid market, all that fun stuff. We've heard Mark Adonacio talk about that. At the end of the day, this was the highest payroll ever on opening day for the Brewers in their franchise history. And it is likely headed to project past that for next season after all these arbitration cases are settled because the Brewers have the highest rate of players eligible for arbitration heading into 2023. A lot more to talk about. More of you coming in here. We got a preview coming up a little bit later with Steve Sparks on the World Series. Don't go anywhere on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. Brewers make headlines today. David Cern stepping down as president of baseball operations. I'm Dominic Catronio. So what's next? What are the moves that Matt Arnold needs to make and figure out? And what's the future? Well, there are a few couple minor moves that have happened in the last few hours as well. J.C. Mejia has been re-signed. You may recall he was acquired from the Guardians last season, then spent most of the year on the restricted list for a PED suspension. He has signed a minor league deal with an invite to Major League Spring Training. Also, the Brewers have outrighted Miguel Sanchez off of the 40-man roster. It currently sits at 39. Now, remember, all those free agents-to-be will become, uh, it will be removed from that 40-man roster once the league year officially begins, which is three days after the World Series ends. So they'll decide if they want to keep Brad Boxberger. They'll decide if they want to keep Colton Wong. They'll decide, you know, the guys like uh, Omar Narvaez will become free agents. The guys like uh, in the in the Brewers organization that, you know, are minor league free agents to be, they will be uh, eligible to be free agents. So there's a lot going on coming up here in the next two weeks or so as the World Series is right around the corner. But as we all woke up to the surprise today, or at least we're getting our coffee at some point today, and then bam, see the headline that the Brewers announced that there's a press conference at 10 o'clock and there was a surprise. And I was shocked too. I'm I'm not even in Milwaukee currently right now. I'm doing this remotely. And quite frankly, I think a lot of us were caught off guard by this. Uh, and David Stearns understands that this may sound like a surprise. I know this decision 
my decision to step down comes somewhat as a surprise and provoke some questions. This has not been an easy decision for me. This is something I've, I've been wrestling with for some time. Mark and I have had an open dialogue really for years um, about what I'm seeking for my career, where I am personally, and what all of that means for the organization. I think we, we both knew um, that at some point this day could come, and we wanted to make sure that when it did, the organization was properly positioned with very strong leadership going forward. They are a very healthy org. I will repeat that. We haven't got the off-season lists of prospect farm report rankings yet. The Brewers are going to be in the top half. I, I do believe that. And you look at what Jefferson Carroll has been doing down in the fall league has been encouraging. Tyler Black still having a good fall down there as well. And the obvious guys in AAA. You got the Sal Felix, the Esteri Ruizes. You've got Joey Weimer still there. Garrett Mitchell made an impact at the end of the season. You got Jackson Trudio, either high A or double A at some point next season. So there's a lot to like from this farm system of what's to come for the Brewers. And again, this was. And seeming like an odd time to do it, but at the end of the day, just a few days away from the league year officially beginning, might as well hand the reins over when you can. And this is something the Brewers have been planning for, is the vibe that I've been getting and hearing these quotes from David Stearns, from Matt Arnold, from Mark Adonacio, that they are ready and prepared to move forward, that they are very excited to hand the keys to Matt Arnold. And you should be too. I think he's a great baseball mind. What do you think? 855 616 one six twenty again eight five five six one six one six twenty. Hey, there's a World Series happening tomorrow. <laughs> Remember, we do coming up in a little bit. Coming up after the break, we'll talk to Steve Sparks, former Brewer, of course, Phillies and Astros. And I just want to, you know, maybe it's a parting shot on David Stearns, but it's true. Everyone wants to talk about oh, take as many bites out of the apple line. This the Phillies, what they're doing right now, is exactly what. David Stearns was talking about when the Josh Hader trade went down. We can talk about the trade all we want. Yeah, it was a bad trade. We can say that in hindsight, especially to the clubhouse. But we'll see what Robert Gasser becomes. We'll see what Este Ruiz becomes. That's young, controllable talent. Getting a chance to get in, just getting in, is all that matters. Phillies, last team in. We were all talking about who wants it less, the Phillies or the Brewers. And, the, of course, the last team in is all the way to the World Series. This is what you need by bites out of the apple. If you get in, you get a chance to take an even bigger bite. And that's what the Phillies have done. And that's what the Brewers have continued to try to do. And I love the word that Matt Arnold used when asked, what, do you, what is your approach going to be in free agency? What is your approach going to be in extensions? He said, we're going to be opportunistic. You know, He's not going to straight up and say, oh, we're not making any moves. Like There are times and places to make smart moves and smart baseball moves. I'd look at... That original Josh Hader deal that brought him to the Brewers. I look at, you know, giving up Carlos Gomez and Mike Fires. I look at the Willie Adamas move. I look at the Rowdy Telez move. I look at acquiring Jesus Aguilar off waivers. I look at the Travis Shaw move. There was a lot of good stuff that David Stearns did. And at the end of the day, Matt Arnold was there right next to him watching him do all this stuff. So he has learned. He has admired. He has a chance now to make his own stamp on an organization as the man in charge. 
I think this is going to work out for the Brewers in the long run. And the best part is David's not going anywhere, at least for a year. We'll see what happens after 2023. But David's not going anywhere for a year. You know, it's very much a pilot, co-pilot situation. He's going to let Matt fly the plane, but he's there for a year at least to sit there and be like, oh, hey, here, do this control, do this real quick. And I'm excited about that. There's a lot more to figure out. But hey, there's a World Series tomorrow. Phillies and the Astros. Astros, man, fourth time in the World Series in the last six years. This is insane. Uh, We're going to talk to the radio broadcaster of the Houston Astros, former Milwaukee Brewer, yes, the knuckleballer. Steve Sparks is going to join us here coming up on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere on the home of the Brewers, WTMJ. It's Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. We roll on with Brewers Weekly getting ready for the World Series starting on Friday on Fox. It'll be the Phillies and the Astros. I'm Dominic Catronio. Right now, pleased to be joined by a former Brewer, the knuckleballer himself, and Astros radio analyst Steve Sparks here on the line. Sparky, it's feeling like routine for you guys going into the World Series. Does this one feel any different than any of the last few that the Astros have been in? You know what? Whenever you're starting to talk about flaws and you go into a series and you're saying, I hope uh, that your team doesn't get exposed in this way or that way, you certainly have gone into the playoffs with those situations before. But with this team, I mean, knock on wood, and you don't really know how it's going to go and which way the ball's going to bounce from time to time. But this team seems to have just about every base covered. They're really deep. Watching what the Astros did to the Yankees, this past week. I mean, it was in all facets. If they fell behind like they did in game four, somebody was going to step up. And in the CS, it was Jeremy Pena. In the DS against the Mariners, it was Jordan Alvarez. And it goes to your point, there is really no flaws on this team. One through nine, there are no issues. And even without Jose Altuve really hitting at all, right? Right, yeah. There's a couple that Kyle Tucker didn't do a whole lot. A couple of uh, the more steady hitters in the Astros lineup, uh, but they're getting contributions from Maldonado, uh, Kristen Vasquez, Chaz McCormick, some of the guys at the bottom of the order. And then when you look uh, at the regular season, Guriel all of a sudden, and it may have something to do with the, the four or five day layoffs that they've had between each series, uh, he looks rejuvenated too. When you hear that rest, right, the four and five, this rest versus rust kind of, uh, excuse that right. the Braves and the Dodgers have been using. It has been an issue for the Astros. Why do you think that is been, you know, are, are, is it just because you're that good of a team or is there something to what Dusty's doing, what the team's doing during this rest? I think they're, they've prepared really well. I think a couple of guys uh, have lost their timing. Altuve was swinging the bat really well at the end of the season and he hasn't really caught his stride. And whenever you start off slowly, Dom, I think in the playoffs, uh, I think you start to press. And I, we've seen this every year. You know, there's star players that don't have a great postseason just because so much pressure's on them to, to produce. Then I, I think they start to expand their strike zone and try to do too much. And I think Altuve has fallen into that right now. Uh, not to say that, you know, they won't be able to get things going in the next series when there's another clean slate. I think that's always kind of a nice thing for a guy that's not swinging the bat well uh, at times. But They've got a lot of guys on their taxi squad, a lot of guys from AAA that have stayed in shape uh, to throw a lot of simulated games for for live action and get some live ABs. So uh, as far as the pitching goes, I don't think they've really been deterred at all. And I, I think the 
The proof is in the pudding. The results show that the Astros pitching uh, has been as good as really as it has all season. And uh, But the hitters, I think a few of the hitters have messed up their timing. I want you to put on your Dusty Baker hat real quick here. In the okay. event you do actually lose a game in the postseason, which you haven't done yet, what do you do for game three? Because we all know game three starter would most likely end up being game seven starter if it goes that far. Do you go to a McCullers yeah. or do you go to a Javier? Where are you going for a game three slash game seven situation? Well, they'll set that up beforehand, and they'll probably look at who needs some extra rest, who can come back a little quicker if they need a, another starter in six or seven. And I think that answer is Javier. So they may feel like McCullers is a better answer or a better matchup for the Phillies, so I'm not really sure how they lean. But I, I think as far as recovering and bouncing back, I think Javier in game three might be – what you're looking for. So uh, he's no slouch. You know, I think a lot of people, especially have seen him pitch this year, feel like Javier is one, one of the, you know, better pitchers in the league, really. I mean, he's, he's really dominant against righties and lefties. Not a lot of people talking about him, but I think uh, a lot of opposing hitters are, are talking about him is like, how did I swing through that pitch over and over and over again? He's just got a lot of good swing and miss stuff. Uh, as far as the team goes, uh, you can go back a couple of World Series ago where they lost every single game at home, you know, and they won every game on the road against the Washington Nationals. It was really uh, bizarre how that went, but they've got a lot of a got a lot of guys with experience. So I don't think there's any panic really in that clubhouse. They just they feel like they've got a formula. They feel like they know what to do when they get to the playoffs because they've they've got a proven model. And that's just preparing pretty much the way that they do during the regular season. How much of that do you think comes off of the manager, Dusty Baker, the all-time winningest manager without a World Series title? This team's got to be rooting to try to win one finally for one of the best managers this game's ever seen. Yeah, a lot of it, the culture is set by Dusty. And Dusty just told me in our, in our post-game celebration the other day, say, I try to stay out of the clubhouse as much as I can. That's theirs. I want them to feel really free to do and be who they want to be. And, and with me in there too much, he, it doesn't feel like that works. So that's, the, I mean, that's how cool he is. I mean, he's got an open door and guys love spending time with him and, and just talking baseball with him, but he leaves that clubhouse alone. He lets those guys be really free. You've been with the Astros through the thin years and now in this incredible run of excellence. When you see you know, the Phillies coming into town, a team that got hot at the right time. Does that feel like the perfect kind of storm, kind of like the Nationals getting hot at the right time in 2019? Is that the only way somebody can beat the Astros in this World Series? What about the Phillies makes you worried of what they can do against the Astros? Well, they can hit. And, you know, they, they're always a threat with a couple of base runners. Anybody, Schwarber, Rio Muto, Bryce Harper, of course, uh, Brandon Marsh now. There's so many guys, uh, Nick Castellanos, anybody can take you, take you deep at any time. And both ballparks lend itself to the home run ball. So and we've seen that a lot, Dom, is in the postseason. The home runs matter a lot. A lot of people say you need to be able to score in different ways, and I agree with that. But here's one thing that I think that the Astros have an advantage in. And if Philadelphia doesn't play good defense, I think they're in trouble. Not to say they can't win. I, I, I certainly think that, that Philadelphia has a great shot at winning this World Series. But if they don't play good defense and the Astros put the ball in play a lot, uh, then they're going to have a hard time.
You just can't give Houston too many outs because I just think they pitch too well. They, they pitch extremely well. I mean, just look, just ask the Yankees about giving the the Astros extra outs. Look at what happened exactly. in game three yeah. of the ALCS. But Sparky, hey, we're excited to see the Astros up here in Milwaukee coming up next season. You'll be back uh, here where you made your big league debut. Uh, have you been to American Family Field since it reopened? I have, yeah, two or three times. Once as a player and a couple times as a broadcaster. Uh, my best friend from college still uh, lives in Brookfield, so it's always great being there. And, you know, I spent 11 years in Milwaukee's organization, just just about two and a half as a major leaguer, but so many years in the minor league system. So very deeply rooted in Milwaukee, always just a, a major fan of the organization and the city and the folks. And David Stearns was a great friend uh, over here with the Houston Astros organization. So always wishing them uh, nothing but the best. All right. Steve Sparks, currently Astros radio broadcaster, former knuckleballer with your Milwaukee Brewers. He had a heck of a year in uh, 2001, by the way, looking back on your baseball reference, looking back at those Detroit Tigers days. But Sparky, really appreciate your time, man. And uh, hopefully we'll get to tee it up up here when you guys are up here next season. And uh, maybe it'll be another shiny ring on your finger. All right, man. Looking forward to it, Don. Take care. Steve Sparks here on Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. This is Brewers Weekly on WTMJ. All right, just about a minute left in the show. What a day. Um, Look, the Brewers are entering a new era, to say the least. But I don't think this new era is going to look really that different from the last seven years with David Stearns calling the shots, with now Matt Arnold calling the shots. They're very, very similar, smart, sharp baseball minds. They understand what this market needs and what it wants, a World Series title. And I think Matt Arnold is the right mind for it. They've got amazing talent around them. Just wait and see. You know, 2023 is going to be right around the corner before we know it. But in the meantime, we're going to sit back, relax, and enjoy some World Series baseball. Astros and Phillies game one from Houston tomorrow night at 7.03. For Justin Pottinger, our producer hitting all the cuts. And for Steve Sparks, I'm Dominic Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.